actually a question from your beautiful other half, Claudia McDonnell mm. and teammates. So, is it true there's a photo of you floating around in full England training kit? <laughs> Please say no. Oh, That's no. ridiculous. Have you oh, said no. photo? Have you? Have I you? don't have it. Claudia has it. Um, oh. Said photos real? Said photos real. Joe presents House of Rugby. United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Hello and welcome back to House of Rugby URC. We've got another jam-packed show for you this week, guys, with plenty of action to look back on. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Love Island himself, Greg <laughs> Mr. Love Island. Oh my God, that was so long ago at this stage. Yeah, I'm great, man. Having a great week. The sun is shining in Dublin again, so it's nice to be uh, back in studio also. We have a lovely guest that you're going to introduce now as well. Yeah, filling in for Megan, who's uh, away this week, is an Ireland legend, Lindsay. Thank Welcome back much. to the show again. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Yes. Very exciting. It's always good when the prop gets called in for a winger as a replacement. <laughs> we always want to be in the backs. And one of my best friends, my roommate, Clean and Moonface Maloney, is here that we're going to interview. And I am very excited. <laughs> thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You're going to let her away intro. with that Moonface comment. Oh, look at I've called her worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great to have you on. It's great to have you in as well, Lindsay. Last time we had you, you were sitting in that seat. You were the guest. Now you're the presenter. So it's great to be teaming up with you. Absolutely. We'll be firing questions at Cleanest. So yeah. no, absolute uh, privilege to be here, which is today. Um, and especially with the guests that we have in. So. Yeah, 100%. Thank you very much. Looking forward to the show. And we have a lot of URC analysis that's coming up. But um, firstly, we want to talk to you, Cleena. Seeing how you how, how are you, first of all? You played yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, good. A uh, bit tired today. We played up in um, the CBS Arena, which was formerly the Rico. Uh, so we were up in Coventry in the men's ground. And we had a brilliant first win, I think, ever in, well, in my time in Wasps anyway, but in, in kind of, since it became the Premiership and Ringfist and stuff, it's the first time we've beaten Harlequins. So, oh, class. Um, yeah, big win for us. And they were last year's champions. So it was a kind of a bit of a, I think it might be the turning point in our season, which is nice. Oh, brilliant. So, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and how, how did you play yourself? Did you think you had a good game? Yeah, Midland, we, I'd say we won the set-piece battle, to be fair. Um, the Harlequins are missing Amy Cocaine, you know, English hooker. Yeah. Um, so that's a big loss for them, first scrum and line-out. But um, other than that, we had some of our sevens back. We had Meg Jones back. She played incredibly well and kind of set the backs alight. Um, so that was really helpful. And it was just, it was a sunny day, so it was nice to, nice to play up in the stadium. And yeah. uh, we stayed up there the night before as well. So now I have a question for you, Cleaning, because I think there was a Twitter challenge put out between Railway Union and Wasps yesterday, wasn't there? There, there was, was scrum off, there I was, believe. There was. And I still think we will win this hands down, but I want <coughs> the date and time we're going to have this scrum off. <laughs> I actually watched your match yesterday. Uh, firstly, congratulations. I was roaring at the telly. I'm sure the neighbours were wondering what this mad album was scra- screaming at next door. But where does that put you now? Because I know it was a much needed win as regards chasing the playoffs. So... Is that where you are at now? Have you a realistic chance of making the last four or what do you need to rely on to, for we, that? To- we do. So we're on a Six, six Nations break now. Um, uh, we were looking to get at least four points out of that game, but you know we came out with bonus point wins, so we get five, which is brilliant. Um, there's also a bit of kind of change up elsewhere in the league. You had Bristol uh, draw with Loughborough, Loughborough Lightning. So that's a good result for you. That's a good result for us, yeah. And then it will kind of depend when we come back together after Six Nations um, and the league starts back up. We've got Gloucester at home and Sarri's away. So uh, two difficult games, but they'll kind of be the... This puts us in a good position to finish top four, but we do need two big performances mm-hmm. still in Gloucester and Sarri's. So would two wins guarantee us, or do you, is it two wins and other results? Probably two wins and then other people... Nothing crazy happening elsewhere, maybe, you know. Okay. 
It's great to hear you're playing good rugby. And like, I just want to kind of acknowledge that you said Six Nations happened there, the yeah. Irish squad. You unfortunately didn't get picked. How do you feel about that? Yeah, devastated, obviously. You know, yeah. everyone, you always want to put your hand up for to play for your national team. Um, but look, there's like, it's a change in time, isn't it? You know, we haven't qualified for this World Cup. Um, yeah. So it is a bit of a transitional time for us. We've got a new head coach um, in Greg, Greg McWilliams. I haven't actually been in camp at all yet, so I haven't had the pleasure of you know, seeing how things have changed and how we're going to move on or what system we're going to play and yeah. where I would or wouldn't fit into that, you know, I, I couldn't say. But yeah, disappointed not to get picked, but look, it's not, um, I don't know too much about it yet in terms of anything other than its form. You yeah. know, the same stuff that's in the media is what I know, so. Yeah, obviously uh, it's going to hurt personally not getting picked as always. sore. I've been there a lot of times myself, but there's some serious names that weren't picked, like Senenaupa wasn't picked, Anna Caplice. So like, there, it must be a kind of a, what, a changing of the guards is, is what's going on. You know better than me now, but. I think probably, and Kleena correct me, I suppose, like she said, you know, we're still devastated and not qualifying for the World Cup. Um, so Greg coming in, I don't know him either. From what I know of him, he's a really good guy. Um, he's obviously a lot of experience with the USA Sevens and he was involved with the 2014 very successful um, Women's 15 team that went to a World Cup semi-final. Yeah. So um, at this stage, his choice probably is, if I was the coach, you kind of need to look at now, we need to use games maybe to blood new players. I still personally would have Clean Maloney side by side with me and in any squad, uh, but that's my personal preference. That's not on any decisions made elsewhere. But um, you have to, for me, strike a balance because we're now going into a Six Nations with five teams that are going to a World Cup. So yes, yeah. if we're going to blood new players, that's great. But we need to be honest then and realistic where we could finish in this Six Nations, which is fine. You know, we we mm. have four years now to build to another World Cup, yeah. and it is we do need to deepen our squad. You know, there's fantastic players out there that need game time and international experience. But um, yeah, I suppose only really Greg can answer what his plan is. But um, yeah. yeah, hopefully Clean will be back in. Did you get to speak with Greg Williams? Uh, briefly, like as I said, I hadn't been in camp or anything. So there's no been, there's been no, you know, selection feedback on how I'm playing in camp or anything like that. Just that yeah. I wasn't selected based off form. It's the same. I don't know anything, yeah. anything other than that. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll get back in camp at some point in the future and then well, maybe it. get Yeah, there's a full Six Nations campaign to come, so who knows, yeah, it could exactly, be in, yeah. like, in the next couple of weeks. Everything I seem to say in this podcast seems to be like the reverse of commentator curse and it happens. So, yeah, honestly, it's happened a couple of times now. So. I mean, you're, like, really, you're like the yeah. genie of Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, We'll have some more questions for you uh, yeah. coming up later in the show from the audience. Nothing too bad. Like, we also have a bit of fun with our 10 questions. Yes. But we didn't grill you too much when you were on, or did we? Well, uh, uh, you yes, managed, so you were fine. Good luck. We'll put out a fire extinguisher. Is that there? But uh, let's look back on the, the URC action. So there was two high-scoring games on Friday. Um, up first, a uh, big win for Ulster, keeping the chase up on Leinster. Um, 48-12, that it defeated Cardiff. But Robert Balakun scoring a couple of absolutely brilliant tries. So it's great to see Ulster. Yeah, I think Ulster have been hugely consistent this mm. year. And uh, obviously then they have injuries coming back in. Henderson, John Cooney. Um, so a couple of big names Jack McGrath obviously back after long term injuries mm, so yeah. their depth British and experience line. that our squad is doing mm. is serving them very well this season so yeah, long Jordy may Murphy continue. and Stuart McCluskey were back in as Absolutely, well Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. it was good to see Jordy Murphy as well back yeah, so it's nearly their full team back playing and they were they were really really good weren't they yes yeah. and do you know what I liked was that actually they had spread a different tries do you know there was a crossfield kick from um did you see that? Billy Burns. Billy Burns, Burns yeah. yeah. It was a nice bounce, wasn't it? Bounce of the ball. You'd be raging if you were on the other side of that. But uh, he took it took it very well, Balakoon. Yeah. Died yeah. it right in. 
It was yeah. great to see the guys, the young guys in the Irish squad playing really well. So Robert Balakoon obviously had two unbelievable tries that we'll talk about later mm, in the yeah. try of the week. James Hume had an unbelievable try as well, intercepted mm. from his own 22. Um, Stuart Moore, I know he's not in the actual Irish squad, but he stepped up. At I, 15, I really like, like him. Yeah. Yeah. Took his opportunity. He yeah. got player in the match, didn't he? I really yeah. like him. Look, I liked him for a while. Like, yeah. I was like, mm. we were giving out before, like, we really want to see Mike Lowry in there. But now when Mike Lowry's in there, you've got Stuart Morton as well. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Ulster are a very good squad, guys. Yeah. And Timoney as well at eight. You know, we had no way after he slipped for a long time now. We've, yeah. uh, we've Jack Conan, <laughs> yeah, we've Keelan Darris, and now we've Nick Timoney, who had a great game as well. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. really knocking on the door full of confidence. So He did. He was really dynamic. I was lucky enough to play with him in the sevens. And oh, he's, no, yeah, like, he was seven, he's like 100 kg, like six foot, whatever, too. And he's just as fast as anyone. Like, obviously yeah. not Robert Balakin, but like normal fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, from, from yeah. Forward, like, normal yeah. human fast. I remember we were training a couple of years ago out in DC, one of the early days in sevens, and he challenged me to a race. And I gave him full pitch race, me against Nick Timoney. He was he got a ten meter head start. I started on the try line, and I only he beat me by one meter. I couldn't catch him up over the whole really? pitch. Yeah, wow. I only got nine meters up on him. Yeah, so he was proper quick. And I'm what eighty kegs. He's hundred yeah. kegs. So you know what I mean, you're a winger. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a player who plays sevens. Like that's, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's impressive. That's we impressive. always get that label, don't we? Mm. Clean and we don't look fast, and then we kind of. Yeah. are a little bit fast to be fair I did a double take watching him as well I thought it was a centre yeah. I had to go back through the clip and check <laughs> yeah exactly and then we had Ian Henderson back playing as well do we think he did enough to be back in for the Irish squad it's, he's, he's good enough to be there he's like Ian Henderson's a British Irish line he's brilliant but yeah. do, you can't drop James Ryan and Ty Burnham I think he might start in the bench for experience and I think yeah. always going to Twickenham you're going to have to have your more experienced squads who won't be daunting, you know, they won't find the whole experience, you know, daunting in a full Twickenham and, and English fans roaring at you and the hype of the game. And obviously, Eddie Jones will have something up his sleeve to try and um, no stop our momentum. So yeah. I certainly would have him on the bench. I think we can't probably disrupt that um, Ryan yeah. Tyburn, you know, partnership, especially at the breakdown, because I think that's where England are going to target us. They're going to try and slow us down. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah. Would you, think would, you, would you drop, would you leave him on the bench? Oh, I'd have to agree with Lindsay. I'd, I'd be having him on the bench. I, you, I don't think you can disrupt that engine room there at the minute. Mm. Mm. Um, they're just so, every facet of the game, they, they offer a lot, you know, every breakdown, carries, line out. Just, yeah. I don't think there's anyone that can Isn't that mad right though, now. like Ian Henderson retained, yeah, he might make the bench. Like, he's a lion and he was the Irish captain before he got injured. Uh, like, Joe, he just... just he's the depth of the earth that's there at the moment. It's insane, isn't it? It's great to see, like... Yeah, it's really... It's it's confident to know the depth of our squad because I think going to World Cups now, what Parish uh, like France twenty twenty three, we need a deeper squad, and that we yes, grand if we have injured, experienced players that we've now as just as good a player coming in. Yeah. You know, if we're really going to make you know shapes in that tournament, we need to now be blooding younger players now, and it's yeah. not that Ian Henderson overnight is not a good player. <laughs> you know, we know that, mm. but the, the experience, and I suppose. Looking at you now in your situation, that's hopefully what we can look at with the women's squad, that it's not it's only just hopefully a gap and it's not what you want to see, but that we're taking time to, you know, blow yeah. new players and that, you know, people are chomping at each other's heels to make each other better. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's difficult for the players, great for the fans, great for the game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Overall it's great, but yeah. like a personally then for you we had Ross Byrne on last week. Mm. Same thing for him. He's playing unbelievable rugby, scored a try the weekend and he's pissed off that he's not in the Irish squad. He's playing yeah, good rugby. Course, but it's yeah. just too many 
Good Same with Luba Grau, we had him on like, Luba Grau is an yeah. absolutely brilliant scrum athlete, yeah. but it's just competition that's there at yeah. the moment. Mm-hmm. So you know, in a look great at Mark Hansen coming in, like, and we were giving out, going, how the hell did Mark Hansen get in the squad? And look at him now, he's now like, we can't take him out, he's brilliant, yeah. and he's yeah. starting, and he's scoring these worldly tries. And yeah. everyone was like, Mark Hansen already in the Irish squad? Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. go, like. <laughs> exactly. Well, to talk again about how good Ulster was, we have some stats. Um, we mentioned Nick Timney there a while ago. He made 72 metres off 13 carries, eight defenders beaten, which is obnoxious. Eight defenders for a back row. As like, a back row. Okay, <laughs> and 19 <laughs> tackles made. I, I make 90 tackles in a season. We made it in one game. Like, yeah, but he's also a forward on that. <laughs> we got lucky for work, you know what I mean? Would you have been up there 90 tackles in your plane in a match? No, we're, us props hang around the rook and just kind of look after the nine. Just, yeah, you stand know, there and pill her with the hand up. Oh, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. That's a Kira Cooney stat, that is. 19 yeah. tackles in a match. Absolutely, and actually a Cleena Maloney stat. You know, it seems to be the blondes in the Irish squad. They go looking for work and anything that's moving, even their own players, they work on. Um, Well, I picked James Hume because for a man who basically had an intercept about seven to ten metres from his own try line when um, Cardiff had turned over the ball just inside uh, the Ulster half and then decided he'd go and intercept. <laughs> if that didn't fall off, now that was a sure try. Yeah. But now he just yeah. trotted off for an 80 metre, you know. It's very confident. Like he was very, huge, very comfortable looking. Very comfortable looking taking yeah. that ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had to make a decision there really. What, was 3v1 against him or something? Yeah. Like he either had to jam in and hit the defender or... Over yeah. the ball, but he caught it like on full, pulled it down. Yeah, yeah mad, incredible, wasn't it? But there's another situation there when you look at competition in the Irish team. Like, I mean, he's a brilliant centre. Yeah. He's up against Pundiaki and Robbie Enshaw, who are two British and Irish lines, and then you also got Gary Ringos there. Yeah. So, as good as he is, like, he could literally play the best of his life. He's still not going to get into the Ireland team. And no. Chris Farrell, who had a great week. Chris Farrell again, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? So, that's that's good to see a guy's made that well. He's still going to get, get a sniff. He's in the squad, but he will not get a sniff to start against England. Yeah, no. No. Well, hopefully you haven't jinxed it now. <laughs> the Rego yeah. Shakers. That's it, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, blame it. Yeah. We had the Edinburgh Connacht game as well, then, Lindsay, didn't we? Yeah, unfortunately, now the Westerners uh, had a dismal performance now and yeah. they shipped eight tries and came away on the wrong side of a 56 8 loss. Yeah. Um, they weren't really themselves, to be honest. They gave away four tries in 14 minutes and they only had 35% possession so I don't think any team as good as they are to have such little ball and play defence and I thought um, Kinghorn and Dean were very good they just ran the shows they just kind of put you know Kinghorn was putting people in gaps left right and centre and they just dragged kind of from one side to the other and just picked holes in them you know Connacht are obviously very inconsistent this year but that's still like I thought shocking. it was shocking like mm. for them to go 56-8 yeah. and to, to add on to your stats they were 8-0 up after 30 minutes nearly 30 minutes then 56 unanswered points like. yeah it was that line out that was stolen in the 28th minute wasn't it uh, yeah. they stole the line out and then brought it back on the blind and scored mm. a try and then from from then on they just seemed to completely pick, a, pick apart the Connacht defensive system yeah. made them, they bought all the hard lines yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So it would have, and there was 8 tries altogether. so that was what in 50 minutes, there was mm. eight tries. Like, if you start doing the maths on that, that's just... But they just struggled with a bit of form together as well. Like, yeah. and, you know, they're yeah. still sixth in the table. They've got Leinster now with their next game after, after the break. Like, so yeah, I mean, they, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Kind of like, I, kind of, I, I remember like, the first few weeks we did the show and kind of had like, a couple of brilliant wins and then like, they'd, they'd lose to the Dragons. They lost to the Dragons. Like, mm. And I was like, you, you must be pulling your hair out as a Connacht fan because they can literally show up and... They, they beat Stade Francais and stuff in there. Do you know what I mean? They can show up and beat anyone. Exceptional rugby. Yeah, but brilliant rugby. Yeah. Really like nice to watch. And then 
this can happen. Like, yeah. But I wouldn't it's, be I wouldn't be surprised either if you saw a performance against Leinster because that's that thing, is like, possible. I wouldn't bet against Connacht to be yeah. in Leinster. <laughs> that's no. how mad Connacht are. Like, no, just, yeah, you'd be tuning in next week and you'd be like, did Connacht could do this? Like, do we yeah. be into the game? Honestly, God, yeah. they could, yeah. So it's just, it's not Yeah. Well, like, like, even we had Ross Burn, as I said, on last week and he was complimenting their attack play. Yeah. Like, he's an out half for Leinster and he's like, yeah, yeah Connacht are good. Like, Andy Friend's a good coach, like, he's yeah. the one and they could, Connacht got some serious backs that can move. Yeah. And they look to play the ball. They look play a very expensive game. Like, but, they do well, like obviously they lost 56A, but they still had some good performances. Oshin Dowling played well. Connor Oliver had another good game. Mm. Um, and there's another, another yeah, another. <laughs> there's another guy who's like, can't get near the Irish squad, and he's playing out of his skin. But Raining. come on, look at the back rows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he came on as a replacement last week. I was very impressed when he changed the game. Kind yeah. of didn't he? Um, yeah, I'd be good. I'd, I lived with him for a while. I played with him once. Sir, his his mindset, he's just different, gravy. Like he's just so aggressive, just yeah. really, really dynamic. So I'd love to see him get near an Irish squad, but there's just no spaces like really left, is there? <laughs> no, and he actually was a side player. I'm surprised because you know yourself when you're on the back foot and you're shipping tries and people are picking apart and your set pieces and working. Mm. There's nothing, nothing you can do in a game of rugby. But I thought Oliver last week was kind of bringing the game. He, he kind of reunited them against the Stormers last week yeah. when they were kind of mm. flitting in and out. Um, Prendergast has been kind of good as well, but for such a young player to try and take that on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think with the talk of Dooley and probably Adam Byrne going to Connacht next year, I think they'll be great because they won't lose them to an Irish setup. So mm. they'll have stronger, more experienced players throughout. Because I think... Josh Murphy's going as well. Yeah. Which is great. Because yeah. say when Bundy goes into Irish camp, like that's not only the calibre of player, but it's the leadership. It's yeah. the, the game management. It's the tactical, you know, it's the game insight that he can change. Yeah. And I think hopefully with some of the additions... Um, We'd see a more consistent season yeah. for them. But that Adam Burns is probably one less. Yeah. I mean, that could be a big sign in. Like, I was, I was shocked to see that. To see Adam Burns, he's a class, He's still a very good player. But if you yeah. see of all the contracts that they've signed, how do you balance all the? How yeah. do you balance the books? Do you know? Mm. So split, I think split, it'd be split, one split from two. though. Split it in two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have the wages one week. Didn't do. Yeah. Is that where you think Connacht are going wrong? That they just don't have the elder leadership that's to keep them through the season. I don't know. When you've got inconsistent performances like that, it's really hard to put your finger on it. We were through this year a little bit with Wasps. And when it starts to be, when you get on the back foot in a game like that, as Lindsay, Lindsay mentioned, when your scrum is going backward, you're not when you're on line out. Next thing you know, you're making all the wrong defensive decisions and you're just, you're scragging tackles backwards, backwards, backwards. Yeah. It can feel like the world is against you. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, when they've got Blade and, you know, Carty firing in the halfback pairing and they're yeah. playing their really nice attack in rugby, they can seem unstoppable. Yeah. And it's sometimes just that little mental switch maybe that it's different week in, week out for them. And I don't know what it is. It might be something like missing, having the reliability of Bundy, you know exactly what he's going to give you every week. And when that goes, things maybe change a little bit for them. I don't know. See, yeah. I've watched them and like when they're playing, you know yourself, when you have momentum yeah. and you know, the, the D, they're putting the D on the back foot and they're struggling and, and that's when gaps and soft shoulders are opening up for them. Mm. But to me, so far that I've seen them, they haven't got a plan B. Do you know, how do you restart the phase play yeah. when you're going backwards, when you have a full line of D in front of you? And that's what I think is is missing, like this great endeavour, but how, who's going to kickstart that so you get yeah. that ball, you have a platform, you can give your backs the ball to get mm. that expansive rugby kickstarted. Um, and that's where I think, unfortunately, the inconsistency has come in for them. Yeah, exactly. One thing, just kind of stats-wise, is that they're, they're six in the table, as you mentioned, Jason, mm. but they've played the most games. They have 13 games played, and a lot of teams behind them have games in hand. A lot of Two games or three mm. games in hand. Even Cardiff, they're a good bit behind them at 13th. They've only played eight games. Mm. 
Right. So it was like, as as it looks good, the Connacht are sitting in sixth, but there's a lot of games we played where they could just start getting knocked back down that table. Mm. Hopefully not now, but it's disappointing because um, I looked like they were up there, like and they were going to be within a shout, like for a while, like and yeah, now they're just kind of precarious position for them now, The only good thing is the Welsh teams are. as that is the Italians. <laughs> oh I say that <laughs> yeah. I know there's a, I think it's still a long season to play, but I think they need a bit of consistency, both performance-wise and then the results yeah. as well. So, right. And as a Westerner, I think you'll appreciate that. I'd like to see you say that to uh, Alan Wayne. <laughs> the Welsh teams are as bad as the Italians. You know how stupid and arrogant I am, so that could be a possibility. You, 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 you end up on a Welsh newspaper like Darren Cave did, I forgive all about the Welsh teams like so. Yeah. You've got to be careful. They take it very personally, mm. they do. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love a few Welsh friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, well, anyway, we're going to take a short break uh, from the from the analysis. We're moving on to our favourite part of the show. Soon to be your favourite part of the show. Yeah. Ten questions. <laughs> First one up. Nice, handy, simple one. Do you think your Gaelic football background helped your rugby career? Definitely. Uh, um, the fi- I've, I've gone back playing Gaelic football a couple of times since. Uh, well, one time in particular, I, I think it was probably the last time just before I moved to England, I went back to play and I could not. I was like a bus. It's like a bus turning when I caught the ball. Like the fitness is so different. Um, but it was a great kind of foundation for me coming into rugby. And I suppose I was always a little bit more aggressive. Would have probably got same bend here and there everywhere. Um, just a bit bigger. Just a bit bigger than them. But they were also... You did same bend against me, did you not? Cleaner Maloney. No, I think the ref looked at both of us and said, which is the lesser of two evils, I'm not sure. We played in college uh, we together. We did, yeah. Uh, Cleaner was Sligo and I was DCU. Yeah. yeah, and did you get, get a? Were you fighting against each other? That's why yeah, you both got carded. Yeah, did we get both card? No, 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 no. no we, we were didn't. good. I think the referee kind of looked at both of us and said, "There's a pair of us in it." So yeah, <laughs> you know when he can't decide whether someone was barging or someone was charging. Yeah, um, I think she was barging. And you have had many fabulous roommates, uh-huh, Clean yeah. Maloney. But I want to know who is your favourite answer wisely and uh, what is your favourite memory of that said roommate uh, does she always fish for compliments is it just what she's hosting <laughs> you know it just seems to be yeah, well, she's, 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 in, she's in the power chair now like it's yeah, kind yeah. of straight her I head already twirl like, on this chair I mean? if you wanted me to oh it has to be you Lindsay thank has you very much you. I've been your only roommate oh, but go ahead don't blush we have had more when we get in trouble we get separated but um, no we were roommates for a long long time Normally through requ- requests of others, not even us, just be like, put those two each. <laughs> put those two messers together yeah. away from the rest of us. Are you two messers in the team, in the squad? Well, we were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were. <laughs> We've been certainly separated now, never to return. That's maybe why you're not in the squad then, yeah. messing. Nothing to do with rugby. You have to have a bit of crack. No, you have to. That's the essential characters in the team, like, keep yeah. them around. That's up. why you start playing sport in yeah. the beginning, like, before you mm. get into actually playing it at your level, like, when you play it as a kid, or against it, you play sports. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you have any stories <laughs> for us that we're allowed here? I clean up. I have one, do <laughs> Give it PG now, guys, right? <laughs> well, there's lots. We did so many stupid things. I could think of the time that we put toothpaste in your, your water bottle. Yes. <laughs> she squirted it all over her hair and burnt her scalp. <laughs> they weren't even expecting me to do that. Uh, they were annoying me, pushing my red button, really getting a reaction out of me. And I was like, Rrr. and I sprayed the water and basically toothpaste from all over no my hair. No way. Don't yeah. even put it in your eyes. Did you actually, you had Emma Galvin as your physio. I did, you? yeah. So we went into her room and we might have rearranged it. Oh, yeah. And then locked the door again. Oh, poor Emma. 
I know. <laughs> well, actually, after we were kind of felt bad. Yeah, yeah it was a badly placed uh, prank because we actually all we loved Emma. Yeah. We had toilet roll everywhere. It was like yeah. her wedding day. We had toilet roll draped. <laughs> Good to know you haven't cracking the team anyway. Yeah. Um, the next question we have for you, Kleena, is you obviously play with one of the biggest rugby clubs in the world, Wasps. And what's it like playing with them? And also, did you find it hard transitioning from Ireland over to a big English team like that? Yeah, so I went in 2018. It was after... Um, I played another season after the 2017 World Cup here at Railway with Lindsay. Mm. Um, and I was just kind of like a little bit lost rugby-wise. Um, wanted to improve, but didn't really know how to. And so then um, none of us had really moved over, actually, to the UK at that point. Like, not in a little while. There was a previous Exiles group, like the Lynn Cantwells and yeah. a few more of those from, you know, the 2014 era. But um, a few of us were looking to move over at that point because the league was just maybe not challenging enough or we didn't feel like it was challenging enough for the international environment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I moved over to Wasps. And it was a big transition. I actually got injured straight away, pre-season, oh, no. pre-season game, my first pre-season game with them. I did my MCL on my knee. Um, so I ended up missing, sure, half the team were wondering, does this one play rugby at all? I was, <laughs> I was always up watching training with a yeah. knee brace on. Uh, so that, that was probably the most difficult part, to be honest. Cause just as you'd moved over. Like, just as yeah. you moved over and you want to get stuck in, take a few lumps out of people yeah. when you can. Yeah, that's how you bond with the teammates. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's all part of it. Hardened you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned the AIL there. For, we probably segue from the questions. I will congratulate you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Railway won the women's AIL. We did. Black Rock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Commiserations to Dorothy, who was on the show last week. Sorry, two Dorothy. Weeks yeah. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. No, it was a cracking final. TG Carr, thankfully, um, showed it live. Um, got some great feedback. So it was as much as it was amazing to win. Yeah. And it was. You know, we have a really deep squad. There was a lot of players who missed out on the actual mm. match day squad who were exemplary and had a big input in actually getting the team to the final um, so that was tough for them so yeah. a shout out to everyone involved the 30 plus players who who were involved throughout the season uh, I think actually it was 45 in total that were blooded throughout the season if oh, I'm not right with that that's, yeah that's so the that's like great. and even our seconds now or those who have been kind of going in between have only they've had hopefully they play DCU today I think and they've had two games but they've had a lot of cancellations throughout mm. Teams mm. not being able to field. So it was a great day for the club. We won it back in 2019 for the last time. It was up and running, you know, before the mm. pandemic. And um, it was just a great day. And to be fair, a uh, titanic battle with Black Rocks. So yeah. there's probably plenty of big days for them to come. Hopefully mm. not at our expense. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, just the work that's gone in for the club and, and trying to raise the standards. It's a great day. So yeah. thank you very much. Good stuff. What about, the, uh, what about the night out though? Listen, what happens on tour stays right, on so tour. That's all I can say. We live there. We live there. I was what? getting video calls at about half seven the next morning. <laughs> I don't know whether they've gone to bed yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. No, at you, were, you were up at the crack of dawn. Training, yeah. You were in bed. Yeah, that was it. That was yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. I wasn't video chatting. I was still snoring. <laughs> yeah. uh, next question I have for you is Do you have any plans to stay in rugby when you, when you finally retire? I mean, uh, coaching, something like that, maybe? Yeah, I probably, like, uh, coaching-wise, I'd say I haven't done anything like that yet, like little bits here and there with, you know, clubs or schools, but nothing uh, in a high performance level. Um, maybe in terms of skill-specific stuff, so, like you say, scrummaging or hooker throwing, stuff like that, that I would be fairly fairly comfortable with. Um, but I definitely want to have a lot of experience before I think about going into mm. proper, proper coaching in, in high-performance mm. environments. Yeah. Um, I do like a bit of commentating, broadcasting stuff. I was mm. lucky enough to get picked for the Sport Ireland we're running the course, uh, for women in sport and broadcasting yeah. so I've been doing that the last while half way through it now so yeah it depends what happens really with the injury mm. and how long I end up mm. playing rugby but definitely stay involved somehow 
Um, yeah. Not sure where am I actually to lie. Like. Some, some, people, some people want to get straight out of it, like, and some people want to say it, like, so it's, it's, yeah. good, it's always a good question. Like, you know, I'm sure you have years. You're, you're, I'm not going to ask you your age. You never ask a woman her age, but like, I'm sure you're quite young. You're I'm not, 28. Yeah. You're not looking yeah. to retire anytime soon. No, no, yeah. not not anytime soon. But you know, you always want to try and plan. Plan for future. We, we're not in the most lucrative business of women's <laughs> <Yeah>. sport. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, hundred percent. We get yeah. to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could sh- we could do a show like the two could runners. We? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have said this lots of times. Though, I know, but I, you, I just can't nail you down because you're just waiting for a better offer to come along. So that'll move. <laughs> we can't me afford on. to get anyone can't to order. edit it. Lindsay. That will be bring me on nicely <laughs> to my next question. We have actually a question from your beautiful other half, Claudia mm. McDonald and teammates so um, this will be your question now that you want to answer is it true there's a photo of you floating around in full England training kit <laughs> please say no oh, that's no. ridiculous have you oh, said no. have you have I you? don't have it Claudia has it um, oh. said photos real said photos real oh, um, oh the show. my I'm god excuse right okay it's not a jersey <laughs> It is it doesn't matter. training kit because <laughs> I ended up going out with um, the England girls after they played, God, I don't even know who it was, a game in Doncaster or something. Uh, and I was up there watching and then it was their last game. So I ended up going out with the girls because obviously Claudia's my partner and she was playing. And uh, I ended up staying in the team hotel. So I booked a hotel room in their team hotel because it was nowhere else to stay in Doncaster. Yeah. And woke up in the morning, I didn't have anything to wear. I don't care, Cleany. You could have gone in your um, birthday suit. That is against <laughs> Irish. I didn't wear it outside. I didn't wear it outside of the room. I put it on. Make to a toga with move around the room, and then I got dressed back into my clothes from the day before. Are you happy? Well, no, I, I'm not, not sure this is going to be one of the most popular house of rugby now. Blast me. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm disgusted. Next question. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know, come You're on. You're not very good at being angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, too, it's too nice. It's too nice. Okay? It's too nice. We need to work on that. See me after. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, besides, obviously, having England England kit, what else has been a standout moment for you on, in rugby? <laughs> Oh God! Stand that moment for me in rugby. <sighs> when it went on the pitch, I presume. On the pitch. Any, any big wins? Stand out. Uh, like I was really disappointed not to be involved in 2017 when the girls got to the Grand Slam decider against um, against England and they'd previously beaten France in Donnybrook. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a standout year for Irish rugby, and yeah. we we're probably really unfortunate not to back it up that World Cup. But even having not been involved, you know, been apart right up until I got injured before that Six Nations campaign. That's probably. A proudest to be a part of that team, I yeah. think. That's yeah. lovely. What a modest Even though I wasn't answer. on the pitch. Yeah, fair play. That's class. Yeah. That was, was a really good bunch of people. Yeah. 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 They took us. Yeah, they did take us under our wing. Well, Kleena had some concept of the game of rugby. I did not. Um, but yeah, Ada Sheegan was someone who um, we're in a WhatsApp group called the Fatties because we're in the front row. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Eilish just took us under our wing, which is another funny story. Actually, we missed the speech of her wedding because we we're in bows and wedding dresses okay. at the bar drinking Guinness and they locked us out. But that's another day's story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, um, it's been a good... Yeah. Um, next question uh, is coming from an anonymous Wasps teammate. Anonymous. Wants to know <laughs> if you're more likely to get stepped on the inside or the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Inside, unfortunately, <laughs> over eager defender. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Shoot, nope. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, this is probably a tough question, but who is the best player you have either played against or with? 
and obviously I will remove myself from this list. Um, so I love ahead. the confidence coming from you. I aspire to have your confidence. Thank you very much. Or just, you know, full of SHIT. Not at all. I'll give you two answers, right? Because it's it's a bit of a funny one. With definitely Lindsay, because I played uh, my, my club rugby with Lindsay here and obviously I was always alongside her. Not only in the scrum, but in club rugby and international rugby and um, in the gym, we trained together at Did half five in the morning underneath the Aviva Stadium. Half five? Yeah, yeah, for a long time. With um, Ed. Lads. Yeah, with Ed Slatter, yeah, before we went to work. So definitely the best player to play with. But the best competitor, I'd say, I think it has to be, and she's in my mind because I met her yesterday after the, the Harlequins game and she wasn't playing, she sat with injury, but Amy Cocaine, I think she's top, top class yeah, player. Top very class. skillful, very nice person as well. Um, just was, loves just loves rugby. What loves was the rugby. most competitive side of she kept stepping on the inside? Or? No, 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 no. That's she, not she's a hooker or actually can <laughs> she, gets, oh, okay. she gets stepped on the inside she as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Good answer. Um, so next question from me is, besides Moonface, which is a crazy nickname that you gave her at the start, <laughs> you've an, the other nickname is Onion. What is that about? Two ridiculous nicknames, by the way. Yeah, Moonface because of the shape of my head. <laughs> And my friends are just lovely people. Um, you getting we do like? love you. Mm. Yeah, the hairstyle probably doesn't help either. Everything pulled back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then onion is the vegetable game. Have you ever played the vegetable game? No. Do you have to eat the vegetable? No, you have to say the vegetable. So if you're, you know, you might be having a few beverages after or before. Probably not before rugby game. <laughs> uh, but after a rugby game or if you're in like camp or whatever. Yeah. It actually happened with my first wasps. Um, we went away for a pre-season tour to Montpellier. No, it wasn't Montpellier, it was the Alps. Um, and we went and stayed in some chalets in the middle of summer when there were like ski chalets unoccupied. Nice. And we were cycling up and down mountains and rowing boats and like great crack, uh, very little rugby. And on the last night we were having a few drinks, a few people like this sitting around the table and we started to play the vegetable game. Right. So each person picks a vegetable that they want to be. So I was onion. Um, is onion a vegetable? Let's say, let's what say, do you want to be? Is onion a vegetable? What is onion is a vegetable? I don't know. Is it? What else is it like? A fruit? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the game is that it's a drinking game and you have to say your vegetable without showing your teeth. Okay. Oh, give us a rendition. <laughs> so you would say onion. <laughs> And anyway, I was hardly so funny that it ended up sticking. <laughs> it's actually, they actually the call you onion in training. They actually call me onion. That is yeah. so funny. I pick a veg and try to say it when I'm trying to say it. Broccoli. Carjash. you've gone for any more syllables. You couldn't have picked the harder one. Like. I know, I don't, I don't take the easy route. And your turn? I curse. That is a good game. That's, oh, that's, that's oh my God. There's one for our, our viewers and our listeners. Again, again. Send um, in your videos. Yeah, send in your videos. There we go. It's a competition <laughs> going away. We can do that in the live episode. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, final question. Nice yeah. handy one. Um, it's kind of more of a follow up on Greg's question about moving over to what? So, you've a nice Irish crew over there. Uh, Kira Cooney's with you, Dan McMahon, Claire Malloy. Like, it's a nice to have a bit of a support group over there, like, especially with over in the start. and yeah, uh, when I went over and started, it was just myself and Lloyd that went. Claire right. Malloy went over. Uh, she moved from Bristol. She was going to London for work and kind of just pursuing other rugby opportunities as well. So we both went to Wasps at the same time. And then I think the year after, Del McMahon came. And then the year after that, Kira Cooney came. And then the year after that, Sam Monaghan came. Uh, oh she, she was actually living over, over in the UK working and she was playing down in Hove, I think, down near Brighton. 
and she ended up coming up to Wasps. And then this year we've had uh, Shannon Tui on loan as well. So there's, there's a heap of us. And we've also had a couple of other Irish players, Andrew Stock, Munster, Munster under 18 player. Mm. Um, so there's loads. I don't really know what the draw is. Um, well, they, they're all blonde except for Shannon. So you must have to hit a go. profile. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. That must be it. Blonde and Irish. <laughs> Did you have a little yeah. Irish trick over there or do you hang out with the English girls as well? Ah, uh, we do anyway. English English they can't understand half of us. That's the problem. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, especially especially tricky. You down McMahon. Yeah. yeah. We, we call her Twiggy. <laughs> obviously, obviously, they hang around together when they go watching England matches with their England jerseys. Yeah, yeah disgrace. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah. <But> anyway. <laughs> well, that was great. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, it, was it wasn't that bad. That was easy enough. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah. We go back to the URC. So back to my beloved Greg's beloved monster. Yes. Back. Smashing tries in against poor dragons. Ten uh, tries. Ten bloody tries. Yeah. Sixty-four three. Great performance. Mm. Yeah. Sixty-four three against the dragons at home. They were playing. Did you, did you watch the game? I did. Yeah. It was phenomenal. They were just on form. Everything was going to hand. I think it was just one of those days where t- things just clicked for them. Did you get catch it? Yeah. Uh, what I'm liked about Munster is they're they've kind of gone away from the orthodox truck it up and a bit more physical and, and like it's now offload, soft shoulder. It's more exciting rugby. I yeah. think it's in line now with where the game is going. Exactly. And um, the support lines, it's just a joy to watch. And I think we've seen some of the younger players shine. And yeah, yeah. it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. As younger players, something we were speaking before, uh, yes. before we come on, Craig Casey, two tries, two assists. Yeah. You were saying, you reckon, like, should he be on the bench for the England game? Like, I mean, oh, I think he has to be because we want to move this big English pack. And he comes on and he just moves the ball at lightning. Even, even when he came on against Italy last week, he was just phenomenal. He just Craig like, doesn't like this. Craig doesn't I know. Like I, I think he's he's definitely good enough and he'd do the job. But I just don't like you're going to drop Murray. Like, you got to have Conor Murray in the squad. He's just mm. we close out a game and do his box. Come on, a few, a few box kicks here. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what? I'm That's not, his forte. I'm not gets, afraid to change yeah. it. I'm going to go with Casey. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sticking loyal to Conor Murray. Box I just kicks think, don't work anymore. We just need to get away they from don't. that. Yeah. Um, Everyone's sick of him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see anyway. Hopefully. Lena, what would you do? Craig Casey. Who would your two scrum halves be for next week against England? Gibson Park and Craig Casey, I think. There you go. Yes. He looks the, the queen has Three against spoken. One. What did Conor Murray do to any of you guys? Nothing. Well, Nothing. have you got a few minutes and I'll tell you. <laughs> no, I don't. We'll see. No, they're both incredible players. I just don't, I just don't I think, think he's think too he's slow. Do you agree with that? What, how are we going to beat England next week now? What scrum halves yeah. are going to bring to help us beat England now next week? It'll be a gamble, but is it a gamble worth taking? Probably is. Um, over he looked very especially. full of energy mm. and after he scored his first try in particular, he was... Yeah, and I, what I liked about his first try is that he looked to go open. Yeah. He noticed his decision-making and he went blind and he took to try himself. I think mm. he's a man who's in confidence. And it's nothing against Conor Murray. It no. genuinely isn't. Yeah. It's a lovely thing. It's a lovely, again, conundrum we have that yeah. we have now, you know, s- some lovely scrum halves who are all playing. Like you mentioned, Luke Murad there as well. So there's even um, scrum halves that aren't involved in the squad. Yeah. So I know, you're so upset. No, do, you know do you know what's mad? Do you know what's mad to me? I know. <laughs> He's kind of just a Limerick man. I just, I'm really loyal to it. But like so this Craig. time last year, not even less than a year ago, Lions Tour was on. Conor Murray oh. was the captain of the Lions. And now people are like, oh, he's I not good I still don't think anymore. he was playing his best rugby himself. Yeah. Oh, coming into the Lions Tour, he was playing unbelievable rugby. He did, in my he opinion. Had a, he had a decent run for him. That's why he got I, it. I, I, he had a decent run, but I still think for the, like, if I, what we needed and the same with the Lions we needed a pack that was mobile and ball players to get up against a very physical South African yeah. and that's exactly what we need for Ireland next week against him because I know I do not trust Eddie Jones I wouldn't trust him with me puppy do you know what I mean <laughs> it's just next week he's going to have something oh, up Eddie. his sleeve and I just think we need to be we need quick ball yeah. um, 
and I think the two lads have been shown that. Yeah. Well, if it come, it's coming this next week and we're relying on the subs come half to win the game, I think we're in a problem. So it shouldn't really matter who comes off the bench yeah. at that stage of the game, Absolutely. hopefully. Um, we should talk about the Munster game, though. And Craig Casey did play incredible. Two tries. But was, as you said, his vision mm-hmm. for the... Was it Chris Clodagh's second try? Where you could see he was just scanning, scanning around and just whipped like a 50-metre pass straight out to Chris Clodagh. Mm-hmm. So it's that... He just seems to have like a really old head on his shoulders and yeah. he's seeing these things. You're yeah. really impressed with him, Jason. If he, if, like, I remember going back maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, like when he first started coming in and we were going to the Munster press conferences and speaking and asking about him and every player you ask, like when he was, when, even when he was 18, 19, 20, like he's the last person back training every day, mm. practicing everything, practicing his kicking, practicing his passing. He's one of those guys where you just, you see he's so determined to get to the top. Yep. Yeah, he's going to get there and he has got the skill and to back it up as well. Yeah, exactly. Another couple of lads that played really well, obviously mentioned Chris Clote, uh, yeah. even though he's leaving, so um, he's going to be a big loss. Jack O'Donoghue had another outstanding game, yeah. scored two tries. What I was really impressed with him was his tracking lines mm. as a flanker, as yeah. a six. Yeah. He was running as if he, like he was in front of Craig Casey, he was supposed to be running those tracking lines. So he's another incredible back rower that just can't get into the Irish squad. Um, and Chris Farrell. Unbelievable, wasn't he? Unbelievable. And again, he just, like, uh, for Jack O'Donoghue's try, it was him who made the little break and it was ball through hand. And again, you know, his running score lines, you could have picked kind of two or three months players who could have finished that try. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's a man in form and he's a big man. He got a nice hit as well. He did, yeah. So, <laughs> he's a man in form and another man who can't get his foot in the door for, for Ireland. So. Exactly. And, and someone I was really impressed with in the game was actually Jack Crowley. He's been getting a lot of time recently, like, and he got, I think he nearly got 80 minutes. Yep. He did play the full game, mm. but he was, if you watched him, I play a candidate because um, I wanted to see how he was getting on. He was putting people into spaces. He was moving people, dropping balls off. He was like quick hands. I, th- I was really, really impressed with him. Good to see him getting time because he's battling with Joey who's going to come back off the Irish squad. And he ha- we have Ben Healy there as well. And Jack, three young tens like, so it's good to see yeah. him stepping up. Um, well, like, wasn't a guy trying to sign him there recently, like, so obviously like this guy, he, like, he has to be good. Like, yeah. I had a couple of shaky games there, like, but he's obviously, there's, there's something in him, there's something there. Yeah. Definitely. There. Mm. Monster up to third in the URC. Do you think they could be him in a show to bring home a title this year, considering they've been... With the excitement at Limerick, I'm not sure we'll be able to cope. <laughs> yeah. We won't see Greg for months. <laughs> um, they could. I don't know, to be honest. I think a lot will depend on people like Craig Casey. And Do you think they need to make some signs? Obviously, they've um, feckered show that they've signed for next season. Van Graan will be going. There's so to be changes in. Do you think the players that they have there, obviously some great young players that you mentioned, Cleote is losing. Uh, we're losing them so McAllister go, is going as well yeah. yeah so do you think we've seen some great stuff from Munster this year but do you think they need more players in and do you think it's going to be a huge impact for yeah. Van Grand losing I, I, th- I think Fekato coming is a, is a big is a big win for them I was surprised to see him leaving Wasp to be honest I didn't didn't see that coming I thought he'd been enjoying his time there and playing quite well um, if they can keep their big names injury free I think that'll be the biggest thing so it's all, it's all well and good having the players but you know having them on the pitch is nearly mm. more important isn't it yeah, and if they get the big South African man back, mm. you know, when everyone's fully fit, then it'll be exciting season, That's I think, nice, for yeah. Munster next year. It comes from the top as well, though. The biggest thing that Munster have to worry about now at the moment is getting a good coach and taking a place because yeah. they, we, we've been saying this for, for how many weeks now. Munster have a very good squad. Yeah. So, like, but with their, as, as things stand at the moment, like, there's no backs coach in place, there's no defence coach or head coach for next year. So, yeah, just three very, very important. That's the three signings they got to make for next year. Yeah. They got to be good. <laughs> and essential ones, considering, as I said, the the way the club game is going. Like it's you know, there's so much yeah. money into it, pumped in it, and if you're left behind, you're going to be left mm. behind for a season. 
think they were saying as well, they were saying they were looking to bring a hooker in and they did bring in a hooker from, he's a, a young a young guy from, I can't remember his name, though, he's only 20 years of age from, from, from Bristol coming in next year. But like, I like that because I think that, that what that means is they're probably going to give Scott Buckley a chance. And I really like the look of him. Like he's a young hooker. He played, yeah. played in that Wasp game. Yeah, he was he got man of the match. Like so, yeah. I like that. Like as you were, like, as you were saying, like you don't like like Victor coming in. They could have went out and signed the big name hooker, which is what all the fans want. Yeah, yeah. but like you've got a young fella there who's twenty one years of age, who's from Cork, who's absolutely class. Give him a chance. And deserves a chance. Yeah. Give him yeah. a chance. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So once they're in a good place, in fairness, and for all the chopping and changing with the coaches and all that, they seem to be. They must be training really well. And what I think is happening is. The older guys in the team. So you have Chris Farrell there every week. You mm. um, you have Peter. Well, Peter Manning's with the Irish team, but he's obviously in there. You mm. have Rory Scannell, who's been over 100 caps. I'd say those guys are stepping up and just pulling the team together and creating the, which seems to be they're really enjoying their rugby at the moment. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you caught the match, but they were all like laughing, smiling, really enjoying it. So hopefully that carries on now to next season, even into the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals of this, because a couple of weeks ago, Jason was lambasting Munster, saying they were so bad, they were all over the place. And now... 64-3 win. So. Oh, yeah. See, there was only the Dragons. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like that. Don't man. even start. Sorry, Wales. <laughs> Apology, yeah. Wales. Again, yeah. we're at you all week. Or all day, yeah. No, very happy with Munster now. But uh, we better move on to another ridiculous game. 61-17, Leinster won over in Treviso. A comprehensive win again. The three Leinster players scored two tries and the front rows really stepped up. You enjoyed that, didn't you? I did. And I think Cleaner Maloney might talk us through the... Uh, the hooker scores. Yeah, Did you watch four, four tries from hookers. A well-oiled um, Leinster Mallin performance, I think. Um, Benton couldn't stop them, could they? No, they didn't really look like they wanted to at times. Um, James Tracy gave them a dig out as well, gave the overthrow for, <laughs> for their try <laughs> later on. But it makes a difference, doesn't it? Um, well, obviously, I'd be one of the front lifters, but you're obviously the hooker, yeah. so it makes a huge difference. They kept going to the back of the line out against yeah, Benetton. It makes they a did. huge difference to the success of your mall because mm. obviously you don't have as much of the heavy hitters. 100%, but high risk, high reward, as you see. And Absolutely. against uh, against another team, you wouldn't want to be giving away those easy ones. No. Yeah, I'm sure James Tracy might say that the lifter didn't uh, lift high enough. Uh, this, this is the problem. Yeah. Listen, a workman never hooker, claims his tools. The hooker always gets played. Hooker always gets played. <laughs> Undeservedly yeah. so. We're like, you know, how many times have we been standing there? Yeah, well, they were class. Um, another really good player was Jimmy O'Brien at 15. Been very comfortable in that 15 jersey. Sure, Recently called into the Irish squad. Yeah, he's like he actually kicked as well. He kicked mm. a conversion, which nominated he for European Player of the Year as well. Like, and yeah, after those four tries against Montpellier, like he's a player. He's looking look at It's probably his best season he's had. Yeah, yeah really stepped All up. All the like. O'Briens did well yesterday. Yeah, uh, Tommy O'Brien as well. Um, another try seven tackle two weeks in a row. Uh, he's so against for seven tackles, yeah, Holy brilliant. lord! Like the one uh, I talked about last week was good. Like we actually have it coming up on the jukebox later on. Yeah, the one yeah. this week is even better. Like he's. He's, He's really stepped us, hasn't he? Like yeah. some of the, that's what I like. It's no more than Munster. I think Leinster have done, um, we would have had uh, the privilege of Kieran Hallett who's involved with the Leinster under 20s and academy. So um, to see their contracts and the players getting that time at senior level is huge. And obviously it goes back to, you know, young players getting blooded and experience early. And we can see that now between Jimmy O'Brien and Tommy O'Brien and Max mm. Deegan there as well. Scott Penny. I mean, the list is endless. Mm. And yeah. it's nice yeah. games for them against Benetton to... Yeah. Um, I know we can have the argument about Italy and Italian clubs mm. and their national team but at the end of the day you can only beat what's out there in front of you um, mm. and I thought the lads were exceptional and again actually comes back to your point about being happy and I think we can all speak in this room if you're a happy player 
uh, you'll perform well and uh, mm. Leinster are now different amongst yeah. them. Like we had uh, rugby. Philippe Cadabomi on the show a few weeks back. Good guy. And lovely guy. Absolutely. Like, listened to him for hours and hours about rugby. But um, we were basically on about, you know, they made a change of the ground with the URC and they're trying not to clash with the windows. Mm. So they had the best players available. But then things got messed up again because of lovely old COVID. Sorry, we should mention that word anymore. No, no, yeah. no, no. Um, but like, you know, the, the, that's, that was the thing for me. He was just like, but where are they going to get the games? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's what that's what's helped Leinster the last few years is in those windows when they had their entire squad has been international, these guys pop up. Yeah. And that's yeah. why Leinster are just an, a, a machine, yeah. you know, a production line of constant talent, but they have to have games. You know yourself, no matter how good you are and how much you train, you cannot replicate games. No, no you can't. Yeah. And you know each other's plays and idiosyncrasies and more often than not, myself and ourselves used to be throwing digs and killing each other because, you know, you're trying to get one over the other. Yeah, no, Leinster are in a very good place. But the lads that are playing, like the Max Eagles and Scott Pennings that you mentioned, are nearly international quality, like, you know. 100%. The, they, they are the next generation and it's and it does put a smile on your face to know that there's a good bloodline of players coming up into, into yeah. green jerseys. Mm, exactly. Um, and like a couple of seasons ago, those lads would probably be in the Irish squad. Like, you yeah. mentioned Jack O'Donoghue and all those guys as yeah. well. There's just like... A, so many good players all across the country. Most of them are in Leinster, and a lot of them actually resigned. We had Ross Byrne resigned. His his brother Harry resigned. Dan Sheen, who was going to Munster, he's not going to Munster. Dan Sheen to Munster. Ryan Baird as well. Ryan Baird, yeah. Um, Keen Healy, um, but a couple of lads actually are jumping over to Galway over to Sports Crown. Adam mm-hmm. Byrne and Peter Dooley are heading to Connacht. How do you think they'll get on over there? Welcome additions, I'd say. Um, Two fine players. As we mentioned earlier on, they'll be looking for a bit of consistency, and hopefully they'll kind of get that with a few more. Uh, kind of seasoned heads around throughout the year and for the URC games in particular when the situation yeah. is on. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting is that Peter Dooley nearly has 100 caps. Or I think he just got, got his 100 caps yeah, 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 against Benetton and he's going over to Connacht. Like you never could see someone that far into their career come across. No, uh, that's yeah. that's one thing that definitely strikes me watching the games and kind of looking at how many caps players have and stuff because we just, I don't feel like we get that no, opportunity don't. to play that many games. Yeah, um, but it is massive, and that's that's where they're getting the improvements, really, isn't it? Yeah, just it game is. time again and again and again. Yeah, and you mentioned Adam Byrne that he's an incredible player, and it's a big loss for Leinster, massive gain for Connacht. But then you have people like Alex Wood and Mac Hansen over in Connacht. Where's Adam Byrne going to slot in? Like, it's true, yeah. I mean? it's true. But if you're looking at the international windows and stuff, and yeah, like, of injuries, you need a big squad. Like you know? they could have yeah. done with Adam Byrne this week. No offense to those <laughs> who are playing, like genuinely, yeah. you know, yeah. like Mac Hansen is an, exp- you know, he's been having a great season. Like what top try scorer am I yeah. right in the in the URC? So to have him out on international duty, um, it's just another caliber of player. That it's not offensive to anyone who's there it's just nice to have the competition so everyone is stepping mm. and, and yeah. you know yeah, playing yeah. at the top level that. and it's yeah. it's no harm to have that because you know um, top players bring a better environment and a more competitive yeah. environment and brings the best out in everyone he can so. cover 15 as well can't he and can cover in the full back like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like anyone would be, be probably four minutes and he's a big guy yeah. he's, he's definitely more of a winger through and through like and he's been scoring uh, every time he's come back so he's out for nearly two seasons mm. with uh, ridiculous injuries that he had unfortunately but he's back in flying form I think he scored I don't know these accents, but nearly every game he's been since he's been back. So yeah. great addition to Connacht. It'd yeah. be interesting to see how they slot in. Exactly. Um, he probably needs consistency as well of, of selection, to be honest, because yeah. with Leinster and the competition that's there, he's probably not getting the chance to, you know, make, uh, put up his hand, you know, and get back into Ireland even. Yeah. So if he wants that or that's his aspiration or just to even play consistent rugby, I think it's a good move yeah. for everyone, really. I suppose uh, to kind of add on to your point you said there, is it'd be really good for Connacht in a training environment to have these international mm-hmm. level guys training week in, week out. Because 
I don't know if they're going to get anywhere near an Irish squad. So they're going to be there every yeah, week, absolutely. bringing up their young fellas. Um, so hopefully, because Connacht need it, because they last by nearly 50 points. I, I know. Yeah. Plus, uh, big names will attract other big names. Exactly, yeah. exactly. exactly. Um, one final game, uh, we'll, just, we'll gloss over it basically. Um, Scarlet's beat uh, Glasgow 35-10. Good to see like, Scarlet's have what, like three, four wins this season. They haven't been playing great. Um, and Glasgow being decent. So that's a big win for them. Might yeah. ignite their season a small bit. You know, might, no, we're not digging on the Welsh teams, like, but you know, they're not, they haven't performed yeah. anywhere in Europe or the league for a long time. Like, well, the last, yeah. well, Scarlets are the last Welsh team to win it. They beat our beloved Munster. Yeah. But it's been a while since Scarlets have been at that level. Yeah. So no, it's, it's unfortunate. Good win to get against Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow are a good team, yeah. Exactly. Kayla exactly. two halves, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Glasgow and the first Scarlets really stepped yeah. up in the second. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're just getting a result in here. Obviously, we, we know, everyone knows we filmed this on a Sunday. Uh, Ospreys have beaten Zebra 27 22. Nice. Another win for the Welsh sides. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on to our Troy of the Week contenders. We've got three crackers this week. Um, up first, uh, Rob Balakoon's first Troy. This is a, a really, really unfortunate uh, bounce of the ball for, for Cardiff, but look at the speed of this man. Incredible. Just, That's lightning. He just it, flows. He doesn't even look yeah. like he's working. <laughs> Incredible, just natural speed. I was surprised that Billy Burns did that crossfield kick because the winger wasn't fully up in the line. He yeah. obviously kicked it to perfection, but... Um, Do you think he was kicking to touch there? Or just no, I feel like it was a crossfield. Like, Had they a penalty because, coming? But for the bounce, it wasn't really on. Like, yeah. It, yep. Less we're saying, the wingers just keep chasing those balls. Here we have Jack O'Donoghue's try. Chris Farrell makes a bit of a break, gets on his feet, wasn't held. Mike Haley, look at the sport lines here. Look at Zeebo, Zeebo anyway. is like, sicking. Gimme, gimme, gimme. There's Jack O'Donoghue. <laughs> what a line. Incredible work from Jack O'Donoghue. He's just always running that line. His work rate's just top notch. Mike Haley's another player I think that um, is massively underrated. Very He's consistent. had a great season. Very consistent, good player. Just, you know, hasn't given much of a chance in the Irish team, like, but he's been there since yeah. he came to the Munster. Exactly. And our third uh, nomination is Robert Balakoon again. Stuart Moore is unbelievable here. Bounces out, gives it to Robert Balakoon, who you think would give it back in for two if you want to John Cooney, but he just backs his pace. He's no way to straight down the no. line. There's very few wingers in the world that would be able to finish that try like that. Just, and but he, he held like, his wits well, didn't he? Like he it's did. good defence, like it's just wait, you're too fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he literally dropped the pin and he's gone. And he went around a good winger there as well. Like, so, Robert Balakoon, I can't wait to see him in an Irish jersey again. Yeah. When he played against the States a few months ago, he was incredible yeah. and was doing stuff like that. So, we probably won't see him in the Six Nations, but I yeah. can't wait to see him in the Irish team again. We yeah. need to figure yeah. out how we can get like six wingers into the Irish team because yeah. there's so many bloody wingers at the moment. He's just so excited. We need to figure out something. Can we change form? Can you change formation? Yeah. No, I can't, unfortunately. <laughs> so who do you think out of those three? What's your favourite try? I'd have to go for the forward try, wouldn't I? Yes, you would. Jack Dunhouse, <laughs> I think so. Robert Falcons <laughs> were outstanding. Yeah. I, I can't be, I can't let the forwards down. Fair enough. Support line wins for me. Right, I'm going to go Jack, yeah, because he's no right to run them support lines and keep up with the full back or the winger of Zebo, and then he gets the nod. So uh, yeah. I'll also go for the forward try. What do you think, Jason? I'm going to give it to Balakum for the second try because I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that he just and he's gone. And it's like, I, just, I love Ross. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of acceleration is just so rare. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'd love watching it. It's mind blowing, yeah. <laughs> yeah He'd love to have watching. a bit of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, no, I'm incredibly impressed with both the Balakum's tries. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to uh, the team try kind of of Jack. Don't know who. Mm. The build up to it was incredible. Chris yeah. Farrell and Mike Haley and all that. So, um, Munster and Jack O'Donoghue get the get the win this week. Good week for Munster. Yeah. 
reward. You are welcome. <laughs> Next up is the jukebox, I think. Um, you bring us into that, Lindsay. Yes, it's jukebox of the week time. And we're going to have a look at who made the cut. And the first up is Tommy O'Brien's try, save and tackle against Benetton. Second one in a row. Look at this. Incredible work rate. Like I love like it's the same in the last game, like he's doing this like and you're like winning by thirty points and he like he's he's making these ridiculous tackles and tracking back mm -hmm. and playing yeah. as if it's as if they're losing. But um second up here is uh is a big massive carry from James Ratty. James Ratty straight off yeah. <laughs> straight off the tap. I mean you can give out about a defence there, but like, that's just a big monster who's trucking his way through there and ain't getting stopped. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then again, like it's like it's not the best. Like Billy Burns trying to tackle him around. He's trying to hug him more than anything. <laughs> yeah, and then our third one is Chris Farrell gets oh. up here and gets an unbelievable <laughs> tackle on Rio Dyer. Um, just had a really good game, Chris Farrell. But that is just meeting Mashed a wall, isn't it? Yeah. And we've uh, you just you're in that position. You're like you can see it coming. You're like no. Oh, yeah. But he caught the. If you can, you know it from playing. If you hit the ball, you're just sending him backwards. Oh, it's like absolutely. A slingshot. Yeah. So Chris Farrell just caught him nicely there. I'm going to give it to him. That's my vote. But what do you think? I think so as well. You love those ones when he's read it. He's read. He's read the attack completely. And yeah. you know, there's nothing. There's nothing that player can do. He's he's getting sent home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go for it as well because uh, my reaction when you you just when I seen the hit I was like ooh so it's a winner for me yeah I, I, I'd be the exact same like I'm not just saying that because it's monster yeah <laughs> and um, congratulations Mr Farrell monster clean I think we're being biased like you know yeah but uh, I know it was, it was an amazing tackle um, next up rugby news we're gonna do a bit of Six Nations preview uh, but first we're gonna look at the big. IRFU women's game uh, the recommendations that came out so obviously the, the, the whole thing was supposed to be released it wasn't in the end as usual things are it's the way this country works they, they tell us one thing and then do something else but a few key points came out of it so the, the, the appointment of a head of women's performance and pathways a full time uh, women's 15s national tea programme manager an additional 1 million euro in funding taking the total investment up to 4 million uh, Kevin Potts the new RFU's chief, chief executive issued an apology to the Ireland players while they had not received all the backing and support they deserved and then obviously the big one which we'll get to in a minute is Anthony Eddy Anthony Eddy no but what do you think of the of the this report and what they're doing like is, is it enough or are they nowhere near it I, I do I do I think it's it's been a great piece of work by Amanda Bennett and her company Fair Play um, I think it's it's a really difficult one in terms of you know what you mentioned about the the review and then the recommendations um, but if you're if you're to look at it objectively and stand back you know you would very rarely see the contents of a review no matter what team no mm. matter what company even publicly shared because there are reasons that you can't obviously mm. and I won't know them and you won't know them and, mm. and that's just the way it has to be and then you 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 know it's, it's really unfair for people to suggest that it was the the consultant's fault either because they can't commission these reviews and they probably won't get work again if they publicize the content so it's a difficult position for them to be in um it's probably unfortunate the IRFU shouldn't have said that they would you know publicize the content yeah, yeah. They, they should have known that they shouldn't have been able to but it was probably um it was probably just misinformed communication somewhere along the line. But uh, I am fully in support of the recommendations and all of the work that Amanda has done. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of months. Obviously, myself and Cleanan have been working on behalf of the playing group along with Claire Malloy and, and uh, Kira Griffin. So it's been a tough couple of months with all the meetings. Um, but we're hugely welcoming uh, the group over all of the recommendations. Uh, it's the first step for now. It's really positive. Um, and we're very much looking forward to the next step and working 
continuing to work collaboratively and in a very positive way with Kevin Potts and, mm. and the RFU to make sure that the implementation plan and that will be the key. You know, the recommendations are there, but now we need to see that the these are recommend uh, that they're implemented yes. and that we can see significant change and, and positive steps, which which Kevin has promised and, and the RFU mm. have promised with their recommendations going forward. So, yeah, um, for now, very, very positive with the recommendations that we made. Mm. Yeah, I've seen a bit of positivity, like, especially, you know, these two Irish legends here, like, or, and you're actually genuinely positive about it. Like, so, obviously, yeah, it's, well, it's, good. It, it's good to see. Yeah. It really is. Like, yeah, well, the thing is, as you kind of alluded to there, it's, it's easy to say it, like, now we need to see it. Do you know what I mean? Easy <laughs> recommendation, now let's get it done. Yeah, so it's like the first step. You know, yeah. I think Barack Obama said lots done and lots more to do. And, and that's yeah, the thing, you know, it's it's going to be a long road, to, you know, significant changes for any sporting high performance program, you know, in, without going into specifics, you know, takes time. Yeah. Um, and we're certainly in it for the long haul to, to work, as I said, collaboratively. Yeah. Um, You're more on the inside than, than any of us. When do you think the appointment of a head woman's performance is going to be? Done. Like, is it going to a couple of months? Is it next season? Is it immediate? I think obviously that'll be up to, to Kevin. I think that's the next step to actually. Um, he'll release the implementation plan. I'm, I'm right with that. Um, to see I what's think so, next. Yeah. Um, I think the recruitment process for that could take a couple of months. Like, it depends on where they. If it's an internal search or a, a worldwide search, you know. Yeah. Um, how it's advertised. Who's going yeah. to make an appointment for the job? Who's the best for the job? So I think. All we can do for now is, I suppose, it's, as like I said, it's been a tough couple of months to welcome the recommendations as our overall playing group has been hugely mm. positive. Uh, we'll take that in for now. And then the next step would be to see what's, uh, yeah. what what lays ahead in, in the implementation plan, which is yeah. the next step. What I was amazed about was things like not having a full-time nutritionist and stuff that came out in the report. I just presumed you had all that stuff. Was that, was that just like, you were like, oh yeah, there's common knowledge. Yeah, no, like uh, we would have had access to Marcus Shorthall, but Marcus was, uh, I think, over you guys in the sevens as well. Yeah. And um, Ruth Morfarrell, uh, or Ruth Wood Martin, I beg your pardon, is the head overall nutrition. I mean, there's fabulous people there who work within it, but we would have just been kind of in for blocks. So we, mm. we wouldn't have had access, though. We would have had a nutrition talk maybe at the start. Um, yeah. And then if you needed anything, um, uh, Marks would have been very involved I know when I broke my leg and you would have got that but it was kind of on a needs basis maybe yeah. um, the thing is that's just crazy for an international senior team like, but I think we were privileged in, in a lot of things you, you don't know what other unions are working off and I suppose yeah. then um, games evolved don't it and, and mar margins have to be moved and I'm sure you in the sevens would have had yeah. all that and come that's up professional back exactly yeah. we had, in the sevens we had full time um, access to nutritionists and physios and doctors all the time yeah, yeah which is I just presumed the women's 15s were as well like mm. yeah so maybe no. that's a good part of this investigation it's like okay let's yeah. give them what they need now and it's, yeah. it just shows that what you were saying wasn't full of crap like you're like you do need the support well the thing about it is you know we're not looking back at, at as said like this we could look we didn't qualify for the World Cup we're both heartbroken I don't think there's one specific thing unfortunately that we could attribute to, to that failure um, and I think like anything as we're players in this room like you have a performance in a game you review it and you look what you did well and you look what you didn't so we're not looking at the past we're looking very much into the future mistakes are made throughout your life you have to kind of learn from the mistakes in whatever facet of your life you're looking at and that's what we're looking now is we can see what we, we need improvement or what area needs concentration or investment or whatever that may be mm. Uh, based on the recommendations and we want to just get them sorted and make significant changes going forward so that we're successful we're competitive it's a viable program and we want to be world class and up with the englands and france's yeah. of this world and being back in world cups winning six nations you name it that's the aspirations we have as 
as players, um, both Lena as a current player, me for the players that are there. And um, yeah, it's a bright future ahead, please God, yeah. if everything's done right. Yeah. Well, another big part of it um, is the director of sevens and women's rugby, Antonietti, stepped down from his role. And before I say my piece, what did you make of that? Uh, was not expecting it, to be honest. But as yeah. I said, we, we didn't know anything. We engaged with Amanda Bennett as players as part of the World Cup process. And after that, we weren't involved in, yeah. in anything yeah. other than that. So. It took you by surprise as well, Clean it did. Yeah, as I said, I hadn't been in camp. You know, I haven't been in the most recent camp. So the last time I was in was for November's. Um, so I don't know what it looks like currently within the, you know, the national team environment or even kind of the crossover with the sevens and stuff like that or who's running what. I know the sevens did have a new coach for the most recent tournaments in Madrid. It wasn't Anthony, it was... It was Aiden. Aiden, Aiden yeah. yeah. So I believe really he's, doing, he's, do, he's doing a good job there, yeah, I think. Sure um, him, yeah. So I don't know the dynamics of the ins or the outs, what, you know, what happened or whatever, but... Yeah, and I guess our involvement with Anthony was probably uh, quite little in terms of coaching or personal player mm. relationships with him in that kind of facet. It was normally our head coach that took those roles we wouldn't have had as many dealings with Anthony as the sevens yeah. would have directly yeah well, it's, it's sad enough to see because Anthony Eddie I dealt with him for years for the last five yeah. six years my whole and he loved the sevens and obviously it, sevens was from my point of view was his life and he put everything into that and then he was also the director of it for the women's rugby 15s which that might be why they've recommended now appointing a head of women's performance just to kind of separate the two programs mm. have someone focusing on the 15s have someone focusing on the sevens because at the elite level where I've been lucky enough to play both, it's that it's nearly two separate sports. Mm. Honestly, like sevens is nowhere near like 15s when it gets to that top level. Like it's just different ways of playing. I won't get into the nitty gritty of it. But I was sad to see Antonelli step away. And I know the lads that are still there. Most of the lads are still there. And they were told at training after training that he came over, was like had the whole session, was like, as I'm resigning now, as of immediate effect, and said he was actually quite upset. Mm. And like, he ne like not to point to tears, but lads could tell he was really, really torn up about it. Because he's put so much into the sevens for years. He's built it up from, uh, like, honestly, we would be pulling in AIL players, pulling in academy players, pulling in everyone, going out to DCU on a Thursday night at eight o'clock, like training guys all the way up, and got us all the way to the World Cup, the World Series, and the Olympics, all on like, do you know what I mean? That's anyway, so if you look back a few years ago, there was nothing there. Nothing like, there. To get to the Olympics and that. I remember yeah. when we first said it, and like, when you came out, like, our goal is to get to the Olympics. I'm like, this cycle. And yeah. everyone kind of laughed. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, Ireland had the Olympics. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was amazing. Like, no one could believe it. Like. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. It obviously, really, what happened in his comments a couple of months ago weren't, weren't fair. And I just feel like it's such a big punishment now for him to step away from something that he loves. Mm. And and what I, from my point of view, is that he hit every KPI that he was set out to do with us as a team. Mm. And people are forgetting that, that he did a phenomenal job with the men's sevens. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the issue now is what the lads, I think they feel quite hard done by with this whole thing is that it's all about the women, which it needs to be because it needs to be sorted out. But now the men's sevens with a World Cup only in a couple of months in September in Cape Town, they've lost their head coach. Mm. So now they need to go find a head coach just to like, which just isn't ideal in the build up of a World Cup. Mm. And there's no additional funding coming into the sevens team either, but there's additional funding going into the 15s. Mm. So the men's sevens have just lost out and no one really seems to care about it. Yeah. And the boys feel quite hard done by in that sense that it's just been that side has been forgotten about. Right. Um, so. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of crafted that that's the way it's planned out. But it's also really cool to see that the women's now have what they deserve. Mm. Now I'm hoping it kind of starts spreading out towards the whole yeah. the whole system. Yeah, like it's it's hard, and as I said, like 
It's funny sitting here because, as I said, we've obviously been involved in meetings for months, but we can only speak for ourselves. And we would have worked with Amanda, as did the whole anyone involved in review, to give the information. Um, extremely surprised as to what happened this week overall. And I don't understand personally why why that's happened or why then I assume then leave him where he was with sevens with you guys and then just look at something different. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I understand where you're coming from because why can't everyone have the love? Do you get what I mean? To be honest, a lot of the public didn't even understand that um, all of those brilliant things that you've mentioned that Anthony did with men's sevens, I'd say they didn't even understand that that was part of his role because most of the media has been yeah. focused around the failings now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that, that that's really important to mention because a lot of people it's very important. not have known that yeah. his job or his talents were so thinly stretched across yeah. three teams. Yeah, three teams sevens, prepared sevens for and 15s. 100% look. And I know the sevens have so much, um, the sevens girls, you know, who obviously are in their rare squad and exceptional athletes would have spoke so highly of Anthony. Um, he did a great job with them. He's obviously done a great job at sevens. Um, that's not to take away what the great job he's done over the years with the yeah. RFU. Um, but yeah, I can understand why the boys are upset. And that's the thing. No one wants, like you were saying, yeah, the girls are looked after. But yeah. I know we, c I'm sure we can speak for the players. No one wants one area of a playing group within the same union to lose out at the, you know, for someone else's benefit. Yeah. But, you know, we want everyone. Like, because at yeah. the end of the day, an Irish jersey is an Irish jersey is an Irish jersey is an Irish jersey. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we want everybody I want everybody whether yeah. that's under 12s <laughs> yeah. to 7s men to 7s women to 15 men's and women I want Ireland winning across the yeah, board and course, I know yeah. I speak for everybody within the union because that's that's the that's the badge we play under that's the crest course, we play yeah. under that's the, the anthems we sing under you know so yeah. it's kind of probably been like uh, honest and, and truthful it's been an emotional week on so many levels and that yeah. includes the yeah a kind of yeah, but it's definitely the lads aren't like oh f the women like they get it's like oh unreal that's so good for the women but can people just remember us as well and what that mm -hmm. like we've been working for years to try and get the pay and all that stuff and get more support and we've gotten to where we want to and now it's like now we lose our head coach and we have a world cup in a couple of months which yeah. is just a bit of an issue but anyway we'll probably move on I could talk about it for ages no but just, like yeah. when he's qualified for the Olympics what were we like Do you yeah, know we yeah. were in camp for so long like and we were like we were cheerful like because yeah. again you want. Like we know some of you so well and we obviously know you through your rugby and then some personally when you've met on um, within the HPC or, or yeah, in 62 yeah. or whatever that may be and your yeah. paths cross and like that's the family within the badge and like yeah. that's what I mean it's it's a hard dynamic it's quite emotional and uh, yeah, we've always it's been a weird on. week for everyone yeah I think we, women in sevens always get on because we all bonded over like not getting the same sport as the men's 15s so like, yeah we get it <laughs> don't know we get it so, yeah, yeah we're getting free yeah. and now you're a Connecticut ambassador that's <laughs> yeah, <the thing>. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but, um, by so, yeah. before we finish up moving on speaking of Ireland winning we all like to see Ireland win yes we do we've got the old enemy coming up now uh, next week England in Twickenham We've lost there the last three times. The last time we beat them there was 2018. I was over there myself. That famous Paddy's Day on a Saturday. Snow pelting down. We won the Grand Slam. But what do you think, lads? I mean, are we, are we a chance of beating them? What do you think, Lena? I think Andrew Porter missing out now is um, it's a big, big loss for us, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, do you bring in Keane Healy there or do you bring in... Uh, I was thinking this myself, Keane. No, Who would you start? I would have said Keane Healy. Before we all realised how good Andrew Porter was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I would have been a huge fan of Keane Healy. But then I think we didn't know what we were missing until we lost 
what Andrew Porter has become. Right. So do we start? So this is what I was thinking this morning in here. Do we start with Keane Healy? Because I think we need to at set piece because I think yeah. we're going to target it, right? Big area of the scrum. Start with Keane Healy because he's so experienced, just lock it out. Mm. And then when England get tired, if we can run around, get goal while he does all that big hard hitting work, we'll probably yeah. only get the 50 minutes out of him. Mm. Do we then bring in Kilcoin? Yeah. To kind of now more mobile, things are opening up and now I we start to so. really. And as you said, Kel Kelleher's out then as well. So that's more, I know, I'm know i going to say experience, but he's a little bit more experienced than Dan Sheehan. But you know what? I go with that. The loose said that I go for the experience, but I kind of actually give Dan Sheehan um, the start. Would you? He's I would, like yeah. He's, yeah. No, I said Dan Sheehan, like Keller's going to be out. So I know. So, I'd, yeah. so then I was thinking, do we go with Herring for the experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the know, big occasion. Dan, Dan Sheehan's too. You're right. You couldn't drop Dan Sheehan. He's class. No, no, and I think if you have Keen Healy with Furlong, I think it'll balance then. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Mm. So I think that would be my start in front row. Mm. Make any changes? No, no, I agree with you. Dan Sheen has to stay in there. He's playing too well. And I think he's playing so well that yeah. even when Kelleher comes back from yeah. the New Zealand tour that he won't get his jersey back. Right. That is Dan Sheen's now. I think that just happens. It's just it's nature of rugby. You get injured, you have to earn it back. You don't just yeah. go straight back in there unless you're James Lowe. <laughs> well, as I said, I've got one big question for you. Mm. And this is one now, will it be the Greg O'Shea curse or not? So let's let's assuming that, I, I'm going to assume Andrew Conway is going to be on the right wing. Who starts on the left wing, James Lowe or Mack Hansen? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Do you think it's all the way back around the circle again? You think Conway has his place in the right wing? I think, Con I can't, I think Conway is completely... Mm. Like, Lowe and Hansen are a similar winger. Conway is a guy... Conway, like, under the high ball. Conway in defence. Conway even chasing kicks. He's just... He's, you can't take Conway out. He's a complete winger at the moment. Yeah. He's their best winger. Whereas Lowe and Hansen... Week. Absolutely. You give him a break. Like, you know? I'd start low, though. Right, because we're going to go into a more physical game. I think we mm. need a kicker, left foot, tick. Yep. And I think he is more he is more physical. If we've seen him, uh, his performance against the All Blacks, mm. I think he stepped up. So I think he can bring speed, pace. I think he is a bit of experience with defence and what we would have seen in his early days of inexperience. I think he's he's locked that out. And I think I would start with Lowe, to be yeah. honest, which I know is harsh on Hansen, but I think the... The just magnitude of the game yeah. and, and winning us the championship, I think, is key. So I'd go with low. Yeah, I do agree with both your points in that Conway is just so reliable. Oh, yeah, he's, just, he's just going to nail whatever he does there, be perfect. Right wing, as you said, that left foot exit against mm. England is key over in Twickenham as well. I think that's what gets James O onto the pitch starting. But then it's so, it just feels like so hard done by with Mac Hansen, like, because he hasn't done anything wrong. But he's just missed out he's in the place. Like, he? Yeah. he has Absolutely been brilliant. brilliant. If it's an open game and Johnny gets, we assume Johnny starts and he gets yeah. to pull the string. Now, he, I thought he was exceptional in real life last week against Italy. As much as the game was over, he just brought to the game line. Mm. He just picked out, he just waited for the lines to be ran and just gave it the ball right in the game line. And as a forward running in and all that, it's just like, it's it makes your job much easier. You're not yeah. being lined up to like try and break down a brick wall. So I think, yes, if it's an open, expansive game, yeah, you could see Hansen getting in, but I don't see it being that next week. I think mm -hmm. in the first kind of, could be 60 minutes before it really opens up for us. Um, so yeah, like when Italy were at full complement, they attacked our breakdown last week and slowed it down. I didn't think we looked as mm. comfortable as we had. So yeah, yeah I still, not against Hansen, I just think, yeah, low next week, has to get the nod. Yeah, for and I just, like, if Hansen doesn't start, he's not going to be on the bench either. Like, they're going to put a utility. Yeah. No, because you're not going to, you need someone to cover more yeah. positions. Of course. Like, Obviously, Keane is going to be at 15, and then centre partnership, who are you putting in the centre, guys? What do you think, Cleaner? That's a tough one. Like, you stick with the same two? I really like Henshaw. I think he, you know, pound for pound, what he brings to the game is. He's not a big guy, but his defensive efforts are just outstanding. Yeah. I'd controversially go for Bundy and, and Henshaw. 
Yeah, Bunny and Henshaw, so. the two big boys. Like, I like, yeah. I, I go up Bunny Henshaw as well. Like, I like as, as, as good as Gary Ingalls is. Like, as, as, I think Henshaw is better at 13. You get more out of him at yeah. 13. Yeah. And Bundy, like, is, is just a monster. So yeah. I, think, I, think that's, I think that's our strongest combination. Even though Gary Ingalls is playing some of the best rugby of his career at the moment. Yeah. That's, we we'll go back to the, at the was it, what's Darren Cave's old, old phrase, you know, the depth, the depth, <laughs> the, the depth. depth. Yeah. yeah. That's what we have at the moment. Yeah. Like, but it's good to have that. And you'd rather, you know, yeah, yeah. Bundy and Gary just played so well together in the first two games, and now it just seems wrong for the Gary not to be picked. But I agree with you. That's Henshaw that's thirteen, it. reliable. Yeah. Bundy, Bundy's going to play at twelve. Like, well, yes. I think he's just going to be that yeah. nuisance wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. just going to annoy you. Who's you your back I think <laughs> this will be key. Yeah, I think he's exceptional. Has to be there. Can't not be there. Six. Do you play Darrison and Conan at eight? I think. Darrison Conan. I, yeah. I don't think they'll be taken. I think that's my back. Yeah, but well. the, as long as you've got Tyburn and James Ryan in the second row. Which re- realistically you have like you maybe have five have. back rows there. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Right. Definitely. Final prediction. So before we wrap up, who's going to win? Ireland, England. 2017, Ireland. I think it's going to be a decent win by Ireland. I think it's going to be like 30 something. 32, 14, Ireland. Oof. Ireland for the win. Yeah, I'm not going to for the but I don't, really? I don't I have a clue what the score. I just there. think England aren't in a decent place at the moment. I know they won last week, but yeah. like they won by kicks really yeah. and there's been a lot of holes in their defence and I think Marcus Smith is holding them together and Don Brent's playing very well as well, but mm. they're not the England of old. No. Like They're still in that building stage and I think Ireland, if it's a nice day, nice weather over in Trickham next Saturday, I think there's going to be a big score. Johnny's in good form. Yeah. We're moving the ball, we're picking yeah. holes. I think Sounds it'll good. be a good day in Irish eyes. It'll be good smiling. Happy yeah. days, happy days. Well, unfortunately, it was a lovely. That was this was lovely, but we, we have to end. That's it. We've no more, no more time left. What do you think of us? Are we all right? Enjoy, do you like being <laughs> on the show? Do. We didn't scare you away. Now. Will you come no. back? You? <laughs> I will come back if you have me back. Yeah. Oh, we will have to do. Actually, no. we'll invite you. You two can be first guests on, on our cleanest show. Oh. Go. If go. we can find an there editor to take out <laughs> all <of> the cursing. Cheeky, easy coming on the show and pitching another show. You're welcome. We just said you could be first guests. It's been great to have you on as well. You'll be able to afford his feed online. We'd make him coffee. Thanks. Thanks very much. You're, you're incredible thank and really good much. to have you on as well. You've been Thanks unbelievable. Thanks very much for having me. And of course, thank you to our partners, Bank of Ireland, proud sponsors of the four Irish provinces. Until next week, guys. Thanks very Thanks much. much. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Yeah.